welcome to the Be Well at USASC podcast. My name is Peter Headley. I serve as the Director of Student Affairs and Services at the University. This podcast is for all members of the University of Saskatchewan community. Each week, members of the USAS community will join me to share ideas and provide guidance on all aspects of being well. And we'll be highlighting campus initiatives and resources designed to engage and support you. In these challenging times, we hope the ideas and information we share will help. The University of Saskatchewan has a long-standing history of collaboration with faith representatives who've contributed to a campus culture of respect, inclusion and pluralism for over a century. Spiritual wellness was identified as vitally important in the development of the institutional wellness strategy. This started a process which led to the creation of the Faith Leaders Council, an entirely voluntary group nominated by their faith communities. The growing diversity of religious and spiritual backgrounds and beliefs of the university community presents an opportunity to build robust connections with communities of faith, interfaith understanding and cooperation. We now have 12 faith leaders at the university from across the religious and denominational spectrum. They act as a multi-faith religious resource for our diverse students, staff and faculty and have played many roles on campus over the past two years since the roles were introduced. Faith leaders provide spiritual guidance and support to the university community, advice regarding religious issues and educational and cultural events and programming. It's a genuine highlight of my work at the university to chair the Faith Leaders Council. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Fatima Kuvadia, who is a Sunni Muslim faith leader at the university. We're going to be talking about how the COVID-19 situation has changed the lives of Muslims, especially during the Islamic holy month of Ramadan, and the importance of students staying connected to their faith and faith community during their studies. Well, welcome to the podcast, Fatima. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Peter. Good day to you and your listeners. So uh, can you start off by telling me a little about your background and what life looks like for you now? Absolutely. I'd love to. So my background, let's start well at the beginning. I was born in South Africa and I moved to Canada when I was 14 years old. Uh, So I'm an immigrant to this country. Um, Life in South Africa was very different than life maybe in South Africa now, because when I was little, I was um, I lived under the apartheid system of government. And I think that has shaped and influenced uh, my life's view and how I see things uh, even up until today. The move to Canada was great. I started off in St. John's, Newfoundland. And 17 years ago, my husband and I, and along with our then nine-month-old baby, moved to Saskatoon. And since then, Saskatoon has become home and has captured our hearts for sure. And so can you tell me a little bit about the um, Islamic Association in in Saskatoon and your involvement with that community? I'm very, I feel very blessed to be representing the Islamic Association of Saskatchewan, Saskatoon as a faith leader with the University of Saskatchewan. And I'm a fairly new faith leader, uh, having taken the role over from Imam Ilyas a few months ago and very excited to be collaborating with the University of Saskatchewan on what I think is a very important um, mandate uh, to support student wellness at the university. The Islamic Association of Saskatchewan in Saskatoon is the largest uh, group of uh, Muslims being represented under one umbrella, one organization. And we have Muslims from many different nationalities and a very diverse congregation that attends the Islamic Association. It's a really great community that's growing and getting very involved uh, within the local Saskatoon community as well, contributing in many, many ways. And so uh, my role 
within the organization really has been more of a outreach role where I connect with different um, communities and organizations. And I do some of the social media as well for the organization. So listeners might not be aware that the month of Ramadan just started, which is obviously an important time of year for Muslims, both here in Canada and around the world. Can you tell me a little about what Ramadan is for those who don't know and why it's such an important period for Muslims? Ramadan is actually the ninth month of the Islamic calendar and Muslims follow uh, a lunar calendar, a lunar cycle for their uh, spiritual calendar, if I may call it that. And it's a very important time of the year for us because we believe that this was the month in which the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was first given the Quran. Um, The first uh, revelation of the Quran happened during this month. And it's also a time where Muslims fulfill one of the five pillars of Islam, one of the ways that we worship, and that is the pillar of fasting. So Muslims all around the world fast from sunrise to sunset, if you are able to. So if you are in good health, if you're not uh, um, a senior or a child, and anyone who is healthy and able-bodied would try to fast during this time of, uh, of the year. And it's also a time where we increase uh, our prayers, uh, recitation of the Quran, and also engage a lot in uh, more charitable actions so the whole um, idea behind fasting is not only to to fast physically and abstain from eating and drinking, but you try and fast with uh, your entire body. So you try to do more good and act uh, in a way that's um, that's kinder and um, you know just be more mindful of the way you behave, your actions, um, the type of activities you might engage in, and just try to develop good habits that you would take along with you for the remainder of the year. So I'm also aware that uh, typically Ramadan is a very social period for Muslim communities. And so within the COVID situation where we're currently experiencing, how are you observing that Ramadan has changed for your family and the community as a whole? And, and how are people adjusting? Yes, so Ramadan is a very spiritual time, but also a very social time. And so um, there are two components really to this, Peter. Um, I'll start with the spiritual aspect and the more individual side of Ramadan. Um, It's a time where we usually engage in more reflection, trying to better our connection with the Creator. And uh, so many people would take some time throughout the day and sit in solidarity to pray and just to reflect And so with uh, us being now given that extra time, I think this portion of um, Ramadan has really been intensified for me personally. There are fewer distractions now that we are in quarantine. And so I think for me, I'm able to spend a little bit more time than I usually do uh, engaging on a personal and individual level uh, with the Almighty. But having said that, it's also a very social time of the year, and um, usually we would um, invite each other to break the fast together and um, just have family and friends over uh, to spend some time together. You know, it's a really special time of the day, of course. You've been uh, fasting all day, and it's a breaking of the fast is, is a really special time, and so you would share the food with um, with neighbors and friends and family usually. So, of course, this time we are more isolated. So it's 
could be a little bit of a more lonely Ramadan this year, and we've been experiencing that for sure in our own home. Um, if I have to talk about this um, widely as a community, during Ramadan, we usually have uh, an iftar, which is the meal to break the fast, at the mosque every day. And this is mostly to support our students, uh, single people in the community who, who don't have families, uh, perhaps to share the special time of the day with. And so they would gather every night at the Islamic Center to break the fast together and to, to really have that community and family feel and spirit for the entire month of Ramadan. And with the lockdown now and the mosque being closed, this is no longer an option, unfortunately, for them to meet up. So we've uh, tried to be creative in how we are providing the support to, to our students and, and others. So we've decided to package up the food in almost like takeout style containers. And um, students come and there's almost a drive through at the Islamic Center every evening at sunset. So we at least uh, are able to, to try and bring some semblance and some tastes of home for, for everyone. That's fantastic. Yeah, I know that, um, I mean, I've work, been working with um, students, international students, Muslim students for many years in my own classroom at the beginning of my career. And I was certainly very aware um, of some of the challenges this time of year for um, Muslim students. But I know that's not something that's on everyone's radar in the same way. So I think it's it's an important reminder just to be, um, you know, extra considerate this time of year, particularly given some of the challenges around being awake in the middle of the night and, and you know, the, you know, the um, times to eat those kind of pieces. So um, if there are Sunni Muslims in Saskatoon, and I guess I mean university students or even other members of the community who are looking for support, what are, what are some of the ways in which they can reach out and, and get connected to you and to the Islamic Association? Well, Peter, I would just like to extend uh, that slightly beyond just the Sunni Muslim um, population in Saskatoon. And um, since the start of the lockdown, the Islamic Association has extended uh, a reach to to all people in Saskatoon who are looking for extra supports. And you can connect with the Islamic Association. If you're looking for someone to help do grocery shopping for you or to support you in any way, we will try to do that. So you could connect with us on the website. Uh, but other than that, um, you know, students are very welcome to drop by, like I said, at the Islamic Association Centre on 222 Copeland Crescent, just before sunset every evening to collect um, their dinner. And we're trying to really, we have a really diverse Muslim community. And so um, the type of food changes every day. And hopefully um, we try to accommodate all taste buds. Usually we distribute food hampers during this time of the year to, to students, single parents, anyone in the community who really needs a little bit of extra support. And because of the logistics with the lockdown, we decided this year to distribute gift cards instead. So students and, and others could actually go out to the grocery store and purchase what they need during this time. So that has gone really well. And towards the end of Ramadan, before the festival of Eid that we celebrate to commemorate the end of the month of fasting, uh, we do distribute something that's called uh, Zakatul Fitr. It's a special charity that's uh, handed out to, to support vulnerable people in the community to ensure that everyone has the opportunity to celebrate the Eid festival with having something special and something extra on that day. 
people are welcome to go online to donate to this as well and um, to perhaps sign up to receive this. Uh, you can connect with us through the Islamic Association of Saskatchewan Saskatoon website or through our Facebook page. And for me personally, you can connect with me on the University of Saskatchewan Faith Leaders page. If you click on that, you'll find my contact details. And I'll be happy to connect with you to provide any support I can. And I look forward to connecting with some of the students during this time and just to hear about how you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll put all of those details in the podcast details underneath. And I think, yeah, it's absolutely worth stressing uh, the amount of support that IAS provides to the entire uh, wider community. Um, I know how much we've appreciated the leadership from Imam Ilyas and also from the IAS president, Arif Faruqi, around connecting with us and having a relationship with the university and the care for our students. So, yeah, that continues to be greatly appreciated at all levels of the university. So one of the things I'm asking all guests to share is something that they're, under these strange circumstances, doing to be well right now, and perhaps something that brings you joy or connection. Is there something that you're doing and, and how do you find that's helping? I've been really trying to connect lots with uh, virtually with my family back in South Africa. It's something that um, we don't often get to do as much face to face given the time difference. And, uh, you know, now that we are all home and able to connect, it's easier for us to get in touch. Uh, and we're having lots of Zoom meetings. But I have to share something with you, Peter. Maybe about two or three days into the lockdown, I pulled out a dusty old box with a puzzle that someone had given me. And I think I found something uh, new that I'm loving to do. And so I've got a puzzle going on um, on my table in my living room. And I started it. And slowly but surely, my husband seems to be attracted to that. And he started joining me and we've been working on, on our puzzle. My teenage sons find it very amusing and very funny. But I have to admit that I've caught them on many occasions putting in a piece and taking out a piece. And so this is something that's uh, literally connecting us through connecting puzzle pieces. So I think it's, uh, it's really fun. And um, we've all been well-meaning and trying to achieve lots during this time, but uh, try and scale it back sometimes and uh, find joy in, in the little things. And, and it's a real sense of accomplishment having now connected uh, over 3,000 puzzle pieces. So, so I thought I'd share that with you. Yeah, that's great. You know, um, I think, yeah, we're certainly finding that with our children in terms of playing games with, with together. Um, something funny I saw today uh, was someone posting, I think it was on LinkedIn, actually, someone saying, did you, now that things are starting to reopen, did you achieve all the things you wanted to during, you know, during the lockdown? And I was thinking, oh my goodness, we're suddenly putting pressure on ourselves that the clock is running down, which, yeah. and I think we're going to be here at home for a little while still, but it, even just that idea of being to ourselves that we've talked on about on other episodes that we're suddenly saying to challenging people you need to do those things that list that you thought you were going to do yeah and you know that's why uh, i purposely wanted to share something that's you know uh, very small in the grand scheme of things but something that's very meaningful and gives you a sense of accomplishment so whatever small or large task you set out to do i think the key thing is not to put that pressure on yourself and to try and uh, maybe explore ways of doing things in a different way you know it's there's lots of fun ways to learn as well and I've been learning that with uh, the homeschooling with my daughter for example and they've been learning lots of new skills in a very fun way so take it easy 
keep it light and um, joyful. Anything that brings you joy and a smile to your face, I think that's a win-win for sure. So is there a final thought that you'd want to leave listeners with? Yeah, Peter, you know, there's a, there's a verse in the Quran in chapter 94, verse 5, um, that, that goes to the extent, after every difficulty or challenge, there will be ease. And this is something that I often go to and reflect on, because I think it's really important for us to realize that hopefully the situation that we're in is the short term. And the challenge that we are all facing right now and going through We'll get through this. Whatever our new normal may look like, uh, there is hope and there will be ease in the days to come. And I, and I pray that we, we all find this ease in the days to come. Yeah, I really appreciate that. That's great. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you. It's been great. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Be Well at USASC podcast with me, Peter Headley. And thanks again to Fatima for joining me and sharing. USAS students, faculty and staff can connect with Fatima and the other university faith leaders for support and guidance. The links are listed in the podcast details. Please check in again for further episodes and more content related to being well. Please subscribe and share this podcast. You can find us on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'd also love to hear from you. So please post comments and questions and we'll look to include them in future episodes. Also, if there's someone you'd like us to talk to on the uh, podcast, then please let us know. In the next episode in this series relating to Mental Health Week, I'm going to be talking to Alexandria Pavlich and Holly McKenzie about the USAS Pause Your Stress Therapy Dog Program. We're going to be talking about how mental health and well-being is supported through their program, the role that the Student Wellness Centre and other community partners have in supporting USAS community wellness, and evidence-based facts regarding the benefit of human-animal interaction. So until next time, stay safe and be well.